You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Dallas After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV's Dallas After Show. Yeehaw, cowboys and cowgirls. What's up, Bing? is for doing. And we're here at AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, doing another live after show for Dallas Season 2, Episode 10, Guilt and Innocence. I'm your host, AJ Gibson, joined by the lovely Dorinda Barker. Hi, y'all. How you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Yeah? I'm so happy. I'm so am I. Are you excited to talk about this episode? Yes. I, I, I cannot stand how good these episodes are getting. Every week... It's better and better. And I thought I was going to be so let down after JR passed on, and I am, and I miss him, and he can never be replaced. However, Dallas is doing exactly what they should be doing. They're honoring him by giving us the best, best programming. That I, The show gets better and better week after week. I know. It's hard to do, but I, they're doing it. Yeah, I even tear. I teared up this this episode, we'll get we'll get into that. I'll no, probably you tear up it. every I, episode. I know I didn't last. You're a one. sap. <laughs> you are a sap. <laughs> I am. So, I love the show. This episode picks up right where the last one left off. It's the aftermath yeah. of the explosion. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys didn't watch last week, there was an explosion on the oil mm-hmm. rig. Well, not the oil rig, the methane rig. Yes. Now it's been transformed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ewing Energies. Uh, they get the contract to put methane in all of the buses in Dallas, and things are great. And then the thing blows up, um, and now that's where this episode picks up. So, it just zooms in. Everybody's fine. They're kind of cut up and kind of bloody a little bit. But then there's Pamela lying under some some metal, some sheet metal and whatever, holding onto her belly. And then they're all taken straight to the hospital. Yes. Um, Bobby doesn't know where Anne is. She's missing. He's panicking about that. Obviously, Christopher's worried about Pamela and the babies. Um, and it, it's just. It's a lot. It's a lot, but I do want to bring something up that kind of got me mad in this episode, Mm -hmm. and it has in the last few episodes, and I've brought it up before. I get it. I get it, Christopher. You and Pamela, but they're kind of mending tie. They're mending... A little bit. A little bit. But she's carrying your babies, and when that explosion went off, I know you went to Elena, but the moment you saw that she was okay, you should have ran over to Pamela. And that's what really bothered me a lot, because... John Ross was the one who ran to her side. And it's going into show because we're going to develop that relationship, which I'm loving, by the way. But I was mad at Christopher because his first instinct should have been go to the babies because those are the most important things. Elena, great. She's fine, but she's able-bodied. Those babies are not even out of the womb yet. Yeah, I think what's interesting, uh, maybe one... One flaw, if I had to say there's a flaw of the show, is the way they're writing these four new characters. Because last season, it was, you know, 
you just hated John Ross and hated Pamela, especially by the end of the season when we found out what was her name last year. I right? don't even Rebecca. remember. Rebecca. Rebecca, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were written as such these these bad characters by the end of the season. We just loved Christopher and Elena. We were pulling for them, and this is classic TV. This is TV one hundred and one. Oh yeah. This is the Ross and Rachel of the show. You, yeah. You're pulling for them. You're pulling for them, and then now they're together. Christopher and Elena are kind of brats. Like, I, they kind of annoy me a little bit. They, and they do. And John Ross is looking kind of like a bit more of an upstanding guy. I'm starting to fall in love with Pamela again, which I never thought would happen. Oh, and that's I just didn't good think writing. So at all. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't stand her. I was hoping, I, I didn't think she'd be on the season. I thought after last year, I'm like, oh, they'll show her back for an episode or two, then they'll send her packing. But then obviously we found out she's she's not who we, we thought she was, and she's, she's going to be around for the long haul. Um, yeah, I agree, though. I think that Christopher. He's he's torn. He's I feel like yeah. he's just a brat. And and regardless of I don't know, that's a tough one. Tough one. I regardless of which which woman you love, your babies cannot do anything for themselves. So Pamela should be the first woman you go to. And yeah. I understand that he would want to run to Elena. I get that. I get it. Um but you better haul ass and you know make a 180. And beeline for those babies and make sure they're okay right away. He didn't really. No, I mean, John Ross had to call him over, actually. Yeah. He was like, Christopher. And so that was, uh, that just annoyed me. And it and kind I, of happened a few weeks ago with the episode where they were all um, being it, held hostage yes. at South Fork. Mm-hmm. And again, John Ross was looking out for Pamela and, and, and Christopher was, you know, there by Elena's side. And I get it again, but get it, she's but the mother of your children. And when you're in those situations, that's where you should be. Yeah. That's and, where your first instinct should be. And I think Elena would understand that. Yeah. And if she didn't, then she's not the woman we thought she was. Exactly. You know. Ugh. Ugh. Too much. Too much. I loved, I wrote down beautiful forgiveness scene. Uh, the scene where Bobby and Anne were finally reunited. Yeah. And he, he says to her, because she, she says basically, look. We can't fight. We can't have, you know, this this distance between us because today showed us that things can change very quickly. And we're not guaranteed anything, you know, any time beyond right now together. And he says to her, I love you. I always have. Even when I couldn't stand being in the same room as you. I love that. that That's true love. That is. And just the way he even looked at her. And he was teary because he couldn't find her. And that angst of him not being able to find her, nothing else mattered. Nothing gets you over an argument with somebody quicker than mm-hmm. the possibility of losing that person. Yes. And and we were, we were speculating a little bit, and it, it still could come into play, but we were speculating that, you know, they're starting to make a, a rift between the two of them because maybe Victoria Principal's coming back to the show, which I still think she is. I'll bring her up every episode <laughs> until she does. Um, but this quickly brought them right back together, and that's where they should be because I love them together. Yeah, and she, and not to speak uh, ill of Pamela Ewing, um, but I like Anne because she's stronger. She has a backbone. You know, even JR liked her. Yeah, I feel like, yes, exactly. Even She earned JR's respect, and that's tough. That's very tough. And I feel that Anne makes Bobby a better man. Yes. Whereas with Pamela back in the day, I felt like he was always just kind of protecting her, and he was—he never viewed her mm, to a degree. I mean, more so than Jr. ever did with Sue Ellen. But I feel like he never treated her quite like an equal. Like maybe no. like fifty-five, forty-five, sixty, forty, maybe. But that was enough back then. Yeah. Now I feel like Anne. 
She, she wears the pants in that relationship. Oh, yeah. She holds her own. Absolutely. And he knows it. And he loves it. And he respects her for it. Because the thing is, like, I'm that type of person. Mm-hmm. I really respond to somebody who can give it right back to me. If somebody, if I, because I'm kind of, I'm kind of crazy sometimes. I'm a little <laughs> bit neurotic. I'm all over the place. Um, and if I'm in a relationship with somebody who just lets me kind of walk all over them, I keep walking all over them. I don't respect them. And I move on. But if somebody can be like, listen, you're being a jerk right now, back it up, take a breath. When you're ready to talk to me like an adult, we'll have a conversation because that's what my family can do to me. So for me in a relationship, I need somebody who can treat me like family because essentially that's what they are. They're going to be that at some point or they're going to be, you know, kicked to the curb and it's family. She, she, she seems like she's been a Ewing since the day she was born. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. And so when you hear about her past, by the way, of the drugs and her, her first husband, and you're like, wow, what a change in a woman. Because there's no way she couldn't have been in that relationship with Rylan today. This, today. Never. There's no way she would have been, had the same relationship she has with Bobby, with Rylan. Well, which is why I think that Anne and Sue Ellen have... have, have uh, created such a bond because Sue Ellen also used to be that way. Yes. Just like Anne was when she was younger. Mm-hmm. And and she Sue Ellen was never a huge fan of Pamela because Pamela just kind of had it easy. She came from, a, you know, seemingly a good childhood, although her, her dad was a digger. Digger? A digger? What was that? He was a, yeah, he was a digger. Cliff, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was a drunk and he was a mess, it's but. Punk, right? Uh, was that punk? What was his name? Oh Lord, we're gonna have to ask uh, our fans yes, to let us know. Please do. I'm sorry about that, guys. But but it, but they they went by Digger Barnes. They called him Digger Barnes, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Um, he was a mess, which made Pamela kind of always like the the proper daughter. So Sue Ellen never really related to her, but Sue Ellen relates to Anne, yes. and it's and it's it's really created a cool a cool vibe in the Ewing family, a cohesive unit that wasn't there in the original series quite to the same degree. I don't think. Um, so I'm I'm happy to see her and Bobby back together. Even if Victoria Principal comes back into into the picture, mm-hmm. I'm still kind of Team Anne. I think I, I will be Team Anne, too. I will love the fact that if she does come back, she did, because that will be, like, a perfect piece to a puzzle. But I think I would like to see her with someone else or her in a different situation. Well, I would like to see what I'm more interested to see if she were to come back. I love how we just keep talking about this because I'm <laughs> obsessed. Um, if she were to come back, I mm-hmm. would like to see... The relationship between her and Christopher. That's what would interest me more so than her and Bobby. We've seen she and Bobby together. Mm -hmm. I want to see her and Christopher interact and how that, how those insecurities of not having your mother for all those years kind of come up and to see how she and Anne, because Anne feels like Christopher's mother. In her heart and soul, she's Christopher's mother. Yeah. And to see if Pamela were to come back into the picture, that would be, there'd be some cat fights there. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that would be a great cat fight because she, I think she will always feel she Anne will always have Christopher's best interests at heart. Absolutely. And I think she would watch Pamela like a hawk. I love how we're having a, an after show about a show that doesn't even exist right now. <laughs> she's not even on the radar. So let's move on. Okay. Um, how about let's talk about Ryland a little bit. And he, he when he talks to Emma about he tells Emma that Judith is in the hospital. Um, he says, this kills me. He says to Emma, Emma, baby, I miss you. Emma says in response, I know. That's it. Not I miss you too. Not I love you, daddy. I know. That's a dagger straight to the heart. Yeah. That's like, I would say something like that to be like cocky mm-hmm. and to kind of like put somebody in their place to really hurt them. And I feel like that's what she was kind of doing with their dad. Oh, yeah. I think, which is interesting, uh, 
I'm talk about Emma for a minute. She annoyed me in this episode, to be honest with you. She and more um, not, didn't annoy me. She made me angry. You're go, your family is going through this thing. Half of your family, more than half of your family, was on that rig. They're all in the hospital. You know that the babies are hanging on to dear life, and she keeps going up to John Ross. Do you want anything? Can I t- help you out? Let's go get let's, some coffee. Let's go get some <laughs> coffee. No. In that moment, you need to know when to stop when to turn that off and when to turn it on because you know something if you really want the man in the end you know when to turn it on and you know when to turn it off Mm -hmm. and i was i just thought inappropriate well it's really interesting to me because when i watch her the last couple of episodes all i keep thinking is lucy ewing she's lucy yes she's the lucy of the show now and mm-hmm. she's that young girl who's now just desperate for a man's attention. Um, and she's going after these older men. And she's kind of bouncing back and forth. And we, we find out a little bit later, like, it seems like she's into John Ross. But then we also know that she kind of went and had coffee or something with Drew. She had, she had a date with him had, last episode. Yeah, which and now... caused this whole thing. Yeah. So she's kind of just sticking her nose kind of where it doesn't belong. I feel like she's overstepping a little bit, mm-hmm. a little too quickly. Um but again, even though she is now in a family situation that's better for her, she still has been a spoiled brat at heart for the last 20, what, 21, 22 years. Around two people who will do anything to get what they want. So some of that did rub off. Yeah, so She's you, not, you're not around that for as long as you are. And confined. It wasn't like she was able to go and do what she wanted to do. She was always with them. She learned a thing or two. Yeah. And she's put into good use at South Fork. And mm-hmm. Anne... I wonder how blind Anne will really be to this as we move forward because Anne's a wise woman, but if there's one thing that can blind a mother, it's her child. Yes. And so I'm kind of curious to see moving forward what what kind of uh, lo- what level of awareness Anne will have when it comes to Emma, it, yes. or is she going to feel such guilt that she just lets her kind of get away with everything um, because she feels like she wasn't there for her for the last two decades, or is she going to actually be a mother to her and say, "Listen, if you're going to live under my roof." This is how it's going to be. And that that could be, but I think Anne is better than that. Mm-hmm. I think she's better than that because I, she knows that the Ewings have been her end-all and be-all and her savior at that point, mm-hmm. at, for that matter. So I think that she would have, she would definitely do, this is how you're going to have to live under my roof, right. take it or leave it. But I think she would have to, re- if I don't think she would sweep it under the rug. Yeah. Yeah, she's far. She's not that woman. Mm-mm. I'd be very surprised. She's the woman that grabs a shotgun off the mantle. Yes. And chases you out across the lawn at South Fork <laughs> exactly. in the middle of the night. Season she one was is. such a great season. So, I mean, what about Emma going into her grandmother's hospital room? Yeah, okay. So, when she goes in there to see her grandmother, and then Judith tries, freaks out basically mm-hmm. and tells her that. Okay, finally, finally, it's we can we can because Judith wants desperately to have a relationship with Emma more yeah. so than she wants with Ryland, I think, because she had said to Ryland before, you know, I'm gonna make you, I'm gonna make you apologize to me. And then when everything happened before the last episode where she went down the stairs, or down the stairway, um, I didn't know how it would play out when she woke up in the hospital. Let's just point out how crazy her hair looked. I loved it. Oh, because she looked it, so fierce all the time, and she looked batshit crazy in the hospital. <laughs> I love, love, love. And then when she asked him, she goes, what are they giving me? And it was like hydrocodone or something. And she's like, don't let them ever stop. I need it every three hours. I don't want to feel a thing. (laughs) Amen. I love her character. She's great. She is the best add-on. I have to say, the best add-on of 
everyone that they have. And she plays it so well. Mm-hmm. She plays that part. You wouldn't think that she was Angela on Who's the Boss. At all. At all. Totally different. And that just goes to say how great an actress she is. But her as Judith is amazing. She really is because... because <sighs> Initially, you would think it's just going to be the Ewings and the Barneses again. Mm-hmm. And while the Barnes family is, you know, obviously they have uh, a lot of say as to what's really going on beneath the surface. Mm-hmm. Right now, the family that really interests me is Judith and Ryland and, and Emma. They're really interesting. And again, also, you add into the mix Drew and, and his mom and Elena and that whole add-on of a family. Um, there's some really interesting dynamics taking place. And they're all starting to, like, intertwine just slightly every episode. And that's cool to see. No, it's going to be great. Yeah. I, um, I, I just... I was so afraid that they were either going to kill... Well, first I thought they were going to kill Ryland off earlier in the season. Then I thought they were going to kill Judith off when, at the bottom of the stairway. I thought she was done. Oh, and I I'm was, so glad she's not. Yeah, they can't get rid of her. To be honest with you, they can't. She's too good. She's And to me, I think too valuable to the show and to the storyline that they have going right now. I just was, wish that uh, Miss Ellie were still around so she and Judith could go at it. Oh, that would be amazing because Miss, Miss Ellie was no joke. Oh, no. No, no. She seemed all sweet, but mm, she could give it. Mm-hmm. She was a tough cookie. Oh, little throwback, little shout out to the old school Dallas. Yes, gotta love old school Dallas. Dallas. CBS, not Dallas TNT. <laughs> so, back to Pamela. Pamela's in the hospital. She's fighting for her life. It turns out that she has an abdominal aortic aneurysm. I had to write that down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a partial placental abruption. Sounds pretty intense, it's, right? It, it is. Actually, um, yeah. The doctor wants to terminate the pregnancy to save Pamela. And But Pamela doesn't want that. Pamela wants... And this is where her true colors start to show, which is what I love. Mm-hmm. When push comes to shove, Pamela tends to make the right decisions. Um, and she begs and begs, hysterically begs Christopher not to let them, you know, let the babies die. And then they have to sedate her. Um, and just poor Christopher, look in his eyes, like, to have to decide, like, do I try to save my babies or to try to save this woman who did all these horrible things to me? But she is the mother of my children. It's kind of a package deal right now. Mm-hmm. Um, what do I do? And there actually, there's a softer side to the both of them right now. Absolutely. Which, is, which has been quite lovely to watch. Oh, it has. And just, just keep in mind, just a few weeks ago, you know, he, he was fighting her in court in arbitration, trying to get her out of his life completely and take full custody of these kids. Now she, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit later, but now she's a partial owner of Ewing Energies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's tied to her. On one hand... It could be a very clean break. This sounds awful, but those babies are gone. Pamela's out of the picture because because if those babies aren't born, I don't think she gets to stay on at Ewing Energies. I guarantee that's going to come up at some point. If yeah. those babies don't come to term, if she doesn't carry them to term, she's out at Ewing, and he's got his 10% back is how I think it's going to play out. Mm. So it could be a quick fix. He could say... Yeah, I th- I don't and start a family know. with Elena. Yeah, I don't know if he would do that right off, but mm-hmm. I could see by the end of the season something happening where he would go after her yeah. in that regard. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's a terrible thing to think, but just a couple of weeks ago that might not have been such an a, a, such an a far out thought for him. Oh no, not at he all. He hated her a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Oh lord, this is so much. Uh, this it's a tangled web they weave at South Fork. So. <laughs> Bobby and Elena, they come to the rescue. They call on some doctors from Austin, I believe, to do, mm-hmm. you know, 
Um, one of our one of our fans tweeted actually. Did you get the tweet about uh, they need to call Addison Shepard? Yes, I love that. Yes. Grace Anatomy, <laughs> yeah, exactly. private practice. Where's Addison Shepard when you need her? I was like, thank you for that. Yeah, I never thought about that. A little, <laughs> a little crossover. She, I think uh, private practice is done now, right? Yeah, it's they off the air. Sister, uh, they, see, she they can bring her to Dallas. They could bring now. her to Dallas now. I love. <laughs> Lacrosse she promotion. Just drive her red car into Dallas. <laughs> she has a red car. Oh, that's cute. I I, I get it, you guys. I, I keep getting reminded on Twitter that it wasn't Pamela that drove the red Mercedes. It was Bobby. I know, but Pamela had a black car, I think, actually. But yeah. there were a few really memorable scenes when Pamela was in a red Mercedes. So I just want to point yes. out that she can rock it out. I get it, you guys. I've seen. I've seen the seasons. So. <laughs> Judith. By the way, that was Bruce James. Thank you. Oh very yeah, much. Bruce James, one of our biggest <laughs> Give fans. Give a shout out. Shout out. There it is. Um, no, so back to Judith. Okay, because she's just too fantastic not to keep talking about. And we're kind of going sequentially. We're not really going topic by topic tonight, mm-hmm. just because this show is so complicated. It's kind of hard to go topic by topic. Yes, because they um, all intermingle with each yeah, other. Yeah. Yeah. So Judith, she has a metal plate in her leg now. Um, she she finally gets Ryland to apologize for everything. Mm-hmm. Which he does. I don't think it's. I don't know that it was really genuine. What do you think? I think it might have been a quarter genuine mm-hmm. because I do feel when the relationship that they do have and it's a dysfunctional love. He does love his mother, and he can't live without his mother. Even though he thinks he can, at the end of the day, if she was gone, he'd go crazy. Because yeah. he can't live without her because he's had her all her life. Yeah. And the hold that she has over him. So it's I an unhealthy codependency they have. It's very unhealthy. And I don't think if she was gone, the next day he'd be totally fine. He, there would definitely be a downward spiral for him. So I do feel he was a little upset, but then he thought about, ooh. Because even he sat there and watched her at the end of the stairs and was thinking about what he was going to do. Unless he really is the, that pure evil. He stole his daughter from her mother. Well, yeah, he is that pure evil. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's pretty awful. Yeah, but... And, I mean, Judith, she's up there in age. I mean, a guy like him, a twisted man like him, she was going to take away the entire company, take away his millions, take away everything. Yeah. Everything. And when you get to that point, power is everything. And to lose all of that, even the threat of losing all of that, maybe losing his mom, not such a bad thing when you really compare the two. Because in his mind, and I'm not saying I think this way, because I love you, Mom, if you're watching. Um, but in his mind, he's got to think, eh, I'll hold on to this old bag. Or I have all the power and control I could ever want. Which you take. You know, he's had 70 years with her. Yeah. Why would he hold on to her? He's exactly. psycho. He's a, I mean, yeah, He is out of his mind. Completely. Yeah, because even the way they are with each other. All of them. And, it's, it's, and that's that, going back to what you said about Emma earlier. She can't be as normal as she seems. She yeah. has to be so messed up. Yes, because there, there's no way. There is no way that she... No. She's, well, she's already popping pills like they're candy. Oh, gosh. I've never seen someone pop pills like that before. Well, I have. I'm just kidding. No. But, yeah. But, I mean, it, it's just a, it's, a, it's a natural thing for her. Yeah. She doesn't think twice about it. Because they've had her hopped up like that all, so they can have control. The pills are their control for her. And isn't it funny that now, even though she's not under their house, under their rule, they are still ruling her by these pills? Yeah. From afar. Yes. Because that's what she's doing, what she knows. Pills. Don't pop pills, you guys. Don't do it. Mm-mm. Only leads to bad things. Ask Emma. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I like 
when they're having the interaction, when, when uh, Rylan and Judith are talking, and I love how I wrote down she looks like hell. I actually wrote yeah. that down. I mentioned <laughs> that before, and I just want to reiterate she looked terrible. Um, but fierce at the same time. Uh, when Judith said, why did you leave me for Anne? She asked him again. Yeah. The same question, giving him an opportunity to give her a different answer than he gave her weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Initially, he said, because she wasn't you. Yes. And what did you say this time? Oh, oh, it was so good. I can't remember. He said, basically, he was saying because I, 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 he put it on himself that he wasn't. Which was the smart thing to do. Yes. Because Judith then might actually be like, okay, Mm -hmm. maybe you're kind of giving me the truth right now. Mm -hmm. And then Judith says, you better patch things up with Emma and I because raising Emma were the happiest years of my life. To say that to your son I was like, ooh, I'm some fighting words. And what can he say? Because that's a test. After he just apologizes to you and you say that back to him, if he comes back at you with anything other than just complete understanding and sympathy and willingness to go bring Emma back into your life, Mm -hmm. cut him off. So he can't say a word at that point. But what I didn't understand, and we'll get into when she said that, I was like, that was not the right timing. That was not the right timing. If you wanted to get at somebody, you play their cards. You don't. But she played her whole hand right there, which led her into what's going on now. Well, then it got crazy quickly. Yeah, that happened a lot faster than I expected it to. Oh yeah, she's no Jr. No, I I, I thought she was a little more cunning than that. And maybe she is. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is all part of a plan. We don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think so though. Mm-mm. Nah. So, well, let's just talk about that. Let's just skip to that part, actually. Yes. Because let's just stay with Judith right now because it doesn't make sense to leave her. Yeah. So, when Emma does go to visit her, Judith makes a plea to Emma. She says, finally, you know, finally we're free of your father. You know, he did this to me. He tried to kill me. Blah, blah, blah. And the look in Emma's eyes, I'm just kind of like, is she believing any of this? Did you think she believed her? I don't think so. I think she was like, no, she probably was thinking you did this to yourself to make it look like my father did this. Yeah, you're nuts. Yes. And I know I've been in that house. I've lived in that house all my life. I know you're crazy town. Well, okay. So let's just talk about that for a minute then. Do we think that Ryland really isn't such a bad guy that without Judith in his life, do you think Ryland has a shot at being a good person? Because in the hallways, you saw Anne and he Mm -hmm. told her, you know, I'm glad you're okay. You know, we had our differences, but I'm glad you're okay. And it seems like he really does miss and genuinely love Emma. However, whenever he interacts with her, he is on the verge of exploding because he can't control her anymore. Well, yeah, I think I do agree with that because I still think even though like with Anne, which was a nice side to see of him, by the Mm -hmm. way, because normally he's kind of creepy with her and he wasn't trying to control Anne, though, this time. He was genuinely happy that she was okay. So you got to see that he does have somewhat of a heart. And I still think he loves Anne. To be honest, as dysfunctional, I think he still has love for her. Do you think there's any way on earth? Just let's put this out there. Say Pam Pam does come back into mm-hmm. the picture, drives a wedge between Bobby and Anne. Do you think there's any scenario where Anne could find herself linked up with Ryland again? If she was on pills again, if she broke, if and- she broke, I could see it because then he would enable it. So he could be with her because he. There's no way on earth, other than that, unless he totally redeems himself, which I doubt that that could even happen, because mm-hmm. he's so far down that rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. But if if that happened, like if she broke, like Sue Ellen is breaking, mm-hmm. I could see that. Be very wary, though. He's working right now with, with Cliff Barnes, and if. 
things go the way that we think that JR want them to go, that won't work out well for Cliff. No. And he could be the savior of the Ewing family at the end of the day. It could come down to Harris Ryland. He could be the one who saves the Ewing family. And that goes a long way. And that, combined with the fact that they have a daughter together that they never had a chance to raise together, and yeah. she's missing out on all those years, stranger things have happened. I'm not saying that I see them getting back together, but there definitely is. There is a chemistry with those two actors, with those two characters together. Mm -hmm. I think back to the scene where uh, last season where she had the wiretap on. And as much as we hated it, it was still really hot. It was the hottest scene of the season, I think. Yeah. You know, and so eh, something interesting that that could come into play in season three or four or five because it will get renewed over and over again, the show. Yes. It's that good. It really is. If the writing, especially this writing... I if they keep going with what they're doing, this is like a major success. I literally watch. I watch the show, and it's kind of like for me watching. I'm a huge Ohio State fan. You guys, I went to school there, the Ohio State University. I'm a big Buckeye, so it's like, mm-hmm. for me watching the show makes me feel like I do when I'm watching uh, the Ohio State Buckeye football team. Like oh, I get wow. so crazy and I scream at the TV, and like I don't get like that about a lot of sports, but college sports really get me. That's how I feel like when I watch the show. I'm like yelling and throwing stuff at the TV. I get so pumped up because it's so cool. And I talked about this a few weeks ago, but it, again, it's so cool to see the writers and the actors and everybody involved in the show up their game because they have to. Because JR is not there anymore. Nobody can, nobody else can sit back and be like, oh, he's got the scene. He'll carry the scene. It's fine. Because yeah. you can it gets you can get a little lazy when you've got s- such a huge personality on camera next to you. Eh, let him have this one. But no, everybody is rising to the occasion and it's so cool to see. Like it really like makes me just proud for him. He has to be like like up in heaven or wherever he is, wherever it is we go after this after this this life. He has to be just watching down and being like, "Oh my god, the show's getting better." Who on earth would have ever thought that Dallas could get better after I was gone? Like, exactly. how, unfathomable. People thought the show was just going to go off the air. As soon as JR left, mm-mm. mm-mm. It's getting better. Yeah, and it's just everyone is picking up. And I'm not, I don't want to say slack because that sounds like a bad word because yeah. these actors are fantastic. But the thing was, he was so iconic and in a scene and so amazing at what he did yeah. that these other actors just let him. Almost not let him have it, but respected the fact of who he was. And it was like hands down. But now with him, unfortunately, gone, because I really would have loved to seen him and Judith go at it. That's the only thing I'm really going to miss, because I think that would have just been amazing. Well, she could have been the one who pulled the trigger. Yes. She, I mean. Wouldn't surprise me. I said it. Uh If that comes out. Oh, you heard it here first. Uh No, I mean, (laughs) but I mean, there there are so many possibilities of it. I can't talk about yeah, her Yeah, it's just so, so much. Okay, so Judith, let's finish up with her. So Judith, she's nuts, right? And yes. Ryland has her sedated, <laughs> which I love yeah. because that's the only thing that can keep her down at this point. I mean, she's mm-hmm. in straps on this bed, like just strapped down to the bed and getting injected. And I mean, Emma knows how that feels. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what Judith was doing to her for all these years, forcing her to take pills and medication. Yeah. So that's got to be a little bit bittersweet for Emma. Yeah. Oh, so man. even if she believes what Judith told her, mm-hmm. she's probably like, you're getting your comeuppance. Right. Of course. Yeah. Ugh. She's awful. She's a horrible woman. But we love her. So then Pamela, we're back in the hospital room with Pamela and John Ross. They're just they're talking about karma and in walks Pamela's mom. Now, okay. Explain this to me. Mm-hmm. She's from the original series as well. Yes. Later years. Yes. I didn't see Afton. the later seasons. Yeah. Afton. Afton. Yeah. Afton. Yeah, she was in there. She was definitely in there in the 80s. Okay. 
Because I remember her character. Same actress, though, correct? Same actress. Okay. And correct me if I'm wrong, fans. Please correct me if I'm wrong. But doesn't, like, in real life, the actress has a sister, and the sister was also on the show, Oh, really? I think. I'm going to Google that. Google Google that and find out. I mean, I'm going to bing that. Yeah, but she looks amazing, by the (laughs) way. She looks amazing now. Y'all, she looks great. I honestly like her better. She looks better now than she did on the show. And she was beautiful on the show, but she just glows and she's great she looks hot sue ellen i think is getting better looking every every she's better looking now than she was last season yes. joan van ark looked gorgeous amazing and she was on amazing. young and the restless for a few seasons yeah. as well and i didn't think she looked that great on young and the restless well i was at uh, uh-huh. station a couple years ago for new year's eve and she happened to be there and it, talk about being a knots landing fan i was that kid who yeah. would sneak and go up to the TV so my parents couldn't hear the volume <laughs> and so excited to see her and I was like whoa I was it was disappointing for me but now she, she looks, looks hot. So hot and amazing and oh whoever love, she yes. you know she had some work done and it was it's, good work yeah whoever she looks did great it, and her hair was flawless her. yes her hair looked amazing I just love that again like a show like Dallas is bringing back these like for an actress in her 60s and 70s yes. to look that hot and mm-hmm. to be on such a successful show, it just doesn't happen anymore. Like Real House or uh, Real Housewives, uh, Desperate Housewives was one of those few shows that gave women in their 40s and 50s even just a, an opportunity to be sexy on TV. Dallas is doing it for women, women in their 60s and 70s. And it just goes to show that you just you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater when they're 50 because they're not. I mean, women nowadays are aging better anyway with technology and taking care of themselves and what we know. But these women really stand alone. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. And Afton, she's up there with them because she looks amazing. She looks great. Yeah. She's kind of crazy, though. Yes. Totally crazy. Totally, yeah. And I love what Sue Sue Ellen said about her. What did Sue Ellen say? Called her a social climber. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, called her a social climber. (laughs) Of course she would. what is that social climber doing here? You know she's no good. Of course she would. Yeah. Because there's so much history with all these characters. That's what's so cool. Yeah. Oh. And I forgot that Cliff Barnes was married to her. Yes, because uh, she called Cliff an angry drunk... uh, an angry drunk and anchor. She called him an anchor, which is pretty, I mean, that's pretty. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, that's never good. But you know what? He gave you what you wanted. Yeah, exactly. And now she's about to lose her on a hospital bed. Uh, then an investigator shows up at the hospital and uh, and starts to ask questions about this the rig, the methane. They said it was overpressurized, and that's what led to the explosion. Initially, that's what they thought. And... Uh, and Bobby, Bobby jumps in and protects the family. I love seeing Bobby step up now. Bobby's playing the role of Jr. Yeah. He gets right in the middle of things. After Jock passed away, Jr. took over. After Jr. passed away, now Bobby's taking over. And he jumped right in there and he said, "Not now." Christopher will talk to you when he has a lawyer present. Get out of here. You know we've yeah. got life, uh, you know, multiple lives hanging in the balance right now. This is not the time or the place to be asking about pressurized methane on an oil or on a, or on a rig. That's just silly. And it also goes to show you see Christopher's head because he's thinking it. Christopher's already blaming himself. Yeah, he, he feels already, terrible. Yeah, he already thinks that this is his fault. He's thinking he just killed his two unborn children. Yes, and or on the verge of it because it hadn't happened yet. But, yeah, he thinks that this is part of the problem. And he he's going through it in his head. And then somebody questions it. It's going to... Yep. Validated a little bit more. Oh, of course. And Bobby does what a good father does do. Mm-hmm. He says, you're running through a thousand reasons why it's you only because that's where your head is right now. That's the only thing you're considering. Nobody else is thinking that. You are. Yes. Because that's the headspace you're in. Get out of this. 
let's get through this and then look at it again. Uh, chances are you had nothing to do with it. I know, my son, I know you're not the kind of man who would have put anybody's lives at risk, let alone your, your, your children's. And you're, you're still, she's still your wife. Yes. Like, you wouldn't have done that. And poor Christopher, though, like, Christopher's taking all the blame right now. Because he was, he was trying so hard to push this through and to, to prove to his dad, to John Ross, to everyone that, you know, and finally, finally, he takes a turn to the dark side. And this is what, this is what happens. In his mind, that's what he's yeah, thinking. Yeah, he's thinking, I did this, so now I'm paying for it this way. Because Christopher hasn't totally turned to the dark side. And I not that I'm predicting anything. I think in this season, though, we'll see him turn a little more into mm-hmm. the dark side. As we should. I, because it's the, the whole book that J.R. gave him in the will. I really do feel that that is... Uh, into the future. Well, there's a the reason. There's, there's a reason there's he no left reason. a certain book for him. Yeah, you know, in The Prince by Machiavelli is not a lighthearted read Mm-mm. by any means. And I thought that was interesting. And they're all talking about it. And there's Afton right there and hears it all. And she's back in the, you know, the hospital room with Pam or Pamela and saying all these things. Do we think she's sticking around? Do we? Have you heard anything? Is she, has she filmed multiple sh- episodes or? I'm not sure. I, I, I it, Made it feel like he, she would stay around, and I wouldn't see why her character w- wouldn't stay around because there's we'll see, we'll see. I, I mean, see her and Sue Ellen go at it a little bit. Yes, Sue and, Ellen you know, starting to hit the bottle a little more. That's going to be fun. And Cliff there, mm-hmm. and I think you know if certain things do come out, if she is a great mother, she'll stick around and fight for her daughter and mm-hmm. Cliff. And that was the one thing I noticed about this episode: Cliff did not come at all. To see his daughter. Cliff is the reason that his daughter is on the verge of losing her children and her life. And you would think, though, as a father, Mm -hmm. no matter what, he would show up for his daughter. Because he knew she was on that rig. He gave his his quote-unquote son, though, a pill to kill himself in the courtroom. Yes. He, He said he viewed him as a son, and look what he did to him. Now he's like, and it breaks my heart that that... Because Cliff used to be such a good guy originally yeah. in the early years of the series, he was a great guy. He was like the, he fought the good fight. He was the, the the antithesis of the evil. And he and Bobby used to actually be friendly back yes. in the day. And to see like how dark he is now, like that he's willing to kill his own daughter and her unborn children. That's crazy to me. That is that is honestly where I kind of drew the line with this episode and well the last episode actually with with his character because I wanted to believe there was still something good about Cliff Barnes from the you know Dallas original Dallas right. and I and for you to be able to do that now you can't blame J.R. Ewing for all oh, of this no. uh-uh. you know no no this is your own doing and that blackness you can't blame the Ewings for all that and if that's the case that's that's your crazy that's your dementia exactly and how you feel about and it. the thing is about J.R. J.R. never in a million years would have done something like that to his own family member no or the, his own babies and his own family. This no. never would have happened. It would never have crossed no, his mind. No, never would have crossed his mind. At all. Would he try to blow up that rig? Absolutely. Absolutely. But sure. he wouldn't do it with people on there. And he wouldn't do it, uh, I can tell you right now, with babies, like a pregnant woman on... Babies. Babies. Jer, unborn Jer babies. wouldn't kill babies. <laughs> <laughs> We're standing by that. It's just, it's a, it's a whole, it's crazy. And what... What is great about it, though, and what it does is really sets up um, some interesting uh, uh, storylines for Pamela in the future because now I love her. 
I'm falling in love with her yes. every single episode. And I'm thinking, God, this poor girl. She did all these things that were so awful to Christopher, whatever. Now I'm starting to understand why. You know, just like when we first saw Emma, we thought she was just a brat. But now yeah. we start to understand why she got that way. Same thing with Ryland. Maybe Ryland isn't quite as bad. I think he still is. But yeah. maybe he's not quite as bad because of the way he was raised by Judith. So we're seeing that right now. And it makes me just, poor Pamela, what's her place in the world? If she's lost her kids, she's being divorced, she's going to lose her part of Ewing energies, and her own father's trying to kill her, and her brother just killed himself yes. a few episodes ago. Where does that leave Pamela? John Ross. That's the only place she's the only place she has to lean right now. And that makes a lot of sense. They're both broken. They're, they're both alone. And he feels for her. And you can tell, like, even when Emma was coming around, he could have done the, the John Ross thing to ignore the situation and go with Emma and mm-hmm. do what he does. But he's like, no, I have to be here. I have to be with my family, which I'm loving this season with John Ross really seeing that the family is important. And it's very JR-esque because yes. JR-esque, in all fairness... For the most part, stuck by Sue Ellen over all those years. And like he said, she was the only woman he ever loved. It took him decades to say that. Yes. But he said it. He was he was getting down with plenty of women over the years. Oh yeah, he had a bevy. Absolutely, and John Ross, same thing. Just recently with the woman from the uh, the the city council board, Allison or the, Jones, Al, the redhead. She's hot, by oh, the way. I yes. hope she sticks around. She's I she's loved great. her, loved, loved, loved her, and, be, and like stunning. Mm-hmm. Again, slightly older actress, mm-hmm. maybe in her forties, mm-hmm. not too old, but not a twenty year old, and just smoking hot. And brings it completely, and, and that chemistry it. between them. Yeah. So, I mean, he's he's getting down with her. He's getting down with Emma, this kid. But, at the end of the day, it's still Pamela that somehow has gotten to him. Yeah. You know, she's in his head right now. She's in his heart, and he's looking out for Pamela. Because Christopher's not doing it. No. And, and, that's, and Cliff isn't doing it. And there's no... And I find it very interesting, and I'm, I'm wondering how this is all going to go. Because, John once again, John Ross and Christopher, even when there was that moment that they thought that it could be the meth thing... Mm-hmm. And John Ross, even John Ross said to him, you can't let her die. You can't. He goes, but she wants the babies. Christopher said, no, she wants the baby slip. Because I think if I was like, oh, if Pamela dies, then I don't know if that bond could even be brought back between the two of them. Because they have such a nice bond going right now. And they're working so well together. I'm wondering how it's going to go if they actually do get together, Pamela and John Ross, how it's going to go between Christopher and the three of them. Right. What can Christopher really say? He's no, throwing this he relationship really with Elena that. right in her face, and yes. she's carrying his children. Um, I'm just curious to see if she's going to have a new scar to go with the one in between her eyebrows. Like, maybe she'll get a new one up here from that the explosion. One. Did it look like this? Uh, no offense, and the scar actually suits her. It's but doesn't it look the scar got bigger this year? Or maybe, maybe. they put, it just looks more prevalent this maybe year. They're just trying, maybe they're just trying to make it, yeah, make it part of the show, like another character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, I want to take a quick moment to thank you all for listening to us on iTunes, for watching us online and checking us out whenever you check us out on YouTube. We really do appreciate it. Please be sure to leave comments, uh, rate us on iTunes, give us five stars, tell us your friend or tell your friends about us. Uh, it means the world to us, you guys. And we obviously, mm-hmm. there's only two of us here tonight. There's only three of us that cover the show because we just all absolutely yeah. are obsessed with it. We adore it. Uh, we cover it because we we really do just love it. Um, and luckily, nobody else here at AfterBuzz knows about it because it's that great of a show that I feel like everybody would want to be on it. Um, but we get to do it every single week, and it's an honor for us. So uh, we can only get better 
by listening to you guys, though. So tell us what you think we're doing well, what you think we're not doing so well, and uh, that way we can improve the show so we can finish out the season strong uh, just the way that Larry Hagman deserves. Um, but, again, just thank you. Thank you for yeah, being here every week. We really do appreciate you guys. Yeah. Yes. Um, so let's talk about Sue Ellen. I wrote down, Sue Ellen goes boozing and cruising. <laughs> she's she's got some connections and she knows yeah. how to she's smart she knows how to she knows how to use her connections at the appropriate times um she reaches out to an old friend of hers uh what's his name did you get the name oh i all i kept seeing when i saw him uh-huh. and i missed the name and i i had it today on my list and I scribbled it out but all i kept saying lee majors <laughs> six million dollar man yeah, you're funny oh my god fall guy she's a little bit older than me i think i, I just like yeah i got a big birthday coming up <laughs> but uh, yeah but that's what i kept seeing and i was just like i love you <laughs> yeah well he, he was an integral part of this episode because yes. sue ellen uh apparently didn't pay him much attention back in the day and he's like uh he's a jr's out of, out of the picture i'm sorry about that so what she goes well i just never had the courage never had the courage before now i'm 110 percent. what'd you say 110 percent single at the moment is what she says to yes him, which i thought was kind of sexy like mm-hmm. go for it sue ellen um and basically she asks him to to look into this investigation to let them know what the findings are before anybody else knows what the findings are yeah because that's just how the ewings roll um and at the very end of this this in a couple of minutes here we're going to talk about what those findings are because they're pretty cool yes. it's, it's pretty exciting i think mm-hmm. um so just to wrap up just to wrap up, Pamela's mom's crazy. Yes. Pamela lives so far. Babies, not so much. Uh, that was sad. I, 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 I have to tell you, and it was, I cried. It was so tragic. Mm-hmm. And, and the kudos, kudos to the, the actress, Julie, yeah. who plays Pamela. Oh, my goodness. She broke my heart. Yeah. When she was grabbing and nobody was like even taking her hand, and you were watching the heartbeats just slowly drop. Yeah, uh, one baby and then the other. Mm. Oh. I couldn't imagine. Do you think they both really died? Yeah, they did. I, I do too. Yeah, they both did because at, at the it was zero. They were they both had flatlined in, and the look on John Ross and Christopher's face that's heartbreaking was just I. I can't even imagine because she was at twenty weeks. Yeah, she was getting there finally. She was starting. Yeah, she was, in, she was, so she was into the pregnancy so, a bit. Yeah, these these were. I mean, she's past the halfway point. Yeah, and, and they're they're babies. And the sad thing is that right now, now she's just lost her children. Christopher's blaming himself. She's now blaming Christopher because mm-hmm. her mom Afton told her all this stuff, saying that th- he's the, the reason. Exactly. One. Why would you do that? At that, why would you get your daughter's why? heart rate up at all at that point? Yes. Like, just let that go. Let yeah. Uh, Afton, 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 Afton. Um, and so, as this is taking place, we also find out that Ryland has had Judith shipped off to rehab, which is pretty <laughs> cool. And we also find out that Pamela has been in Abu Dhabi since 1989. That's the last That's the last time her passport was checked. So, a lot of things happen very yes. quickly at the end of this episode. Um, so, once again, Pamela, or Pam, is brought up. Yes. Pam Ewing is brought up. Mm-hmm. She's coming back. She has to be coming back. There's no reason on earth that this that this crew, that these writers, would be writing these storylines. The she's, way they are. She's central to all of these storylines. I feel like Pam Ewing is the central character to everything that's about to happen. Because now Pamela's lost her babies. She is blaming Christopher. Christopher's blaming himself. But now, at the very end of the episode, Sue Ellen's connection comes through. Let's us know that, look, 
there were two explosions. A small explosion and then a larger explosion. What does that mean? That means there was an actual, it was a setup. Something happened. Somebody put some sort of bomb, explosive device on the rig. So now there's so many things going on all over the place. And Pamela blames Christopher. And Pamela doesn't know yet that her own dad is the reason she's in this hospital bed and just lost her kids. Wait so till you she sh- finds out. Wait till she finds that out. And then what, what, what better way to try to get through things when you're feeling all alone is your Aunt Pam to come back into town. Yeah. And to there's so many things that could happen in the next few weeks. And, they, I mean, they're called the second half of the season's JR's Masterpiece. That's Everything is now yes. what JR had planned. And what better way to, br- to bring back all these characters and all these plot lines to get stirred up again? Oh, this is it's, so cool. Oh, it's just so amazing. And I know that uh, Lee Majors is going to be on a few episodes. Oh, really? Yeah, he is going to be on a few episodes. Sue Ellen. Yeah. That's, real action. Yeah, and it's all because of Larry Hagman he's on. Really? Yeah, and, and not that I'm trying to interrupt, but the reason he is on the show is because of Larry Hagman. Um, they used to be next-door neighbors. Really? Yes. They used that to be is next so cool. To, yeah, they used to be next-door neighbors. And when he got... The second when they got the second coming of Dallas, he was so excited on top of the world, and they were talking about it. And he made like a gesture, like, "Oh, you should come on the show, and let's see if there's something." And it is because of Larry Hagman that Lee Majors is on the show. It's so cool because I'm like, I it's great to watch. You know, like we talked about before, some of these other reboots that came out, like one moderately successful one that came out was Nine Hundred Two and Zero, and that was yeah. cool to see, and it was fun. I actually liked it for a couple of seasons, and it got terrible, but it was never the original. And as soon as they got rid of Jenny Garth and Shannon Doherty was in there for a little bit, and then like some of the older characters came back and then went went bye bye, mm-hmm. I was less interested. Once the parents of the two of the main kids, oh, silver, when, when the, yeah, yeah, when they were when all, all the adults started to leave, I was so bored by it. And the thing is, like, there's something to be said about these older actors in their fifties, sixties, and seventies. They've been around. They know what they're doing. And the people who would watch Dallas are the same people that watched it when it first was on air. And me, I've never watched Ex- it before. Yeah, I'm obsessed now. Yeah, and I when I like I said, I was a little kid. I would watch it and do all these things, and I would not have liked it if they didn't bring these characters Absolutely. back because they are legendary characters. You can't do a show like this because uh. you might as well not call it Dallas, call it Austin. Yeah, because it wouldn't be. <laughs> Boo. <the same. laughs> So kudos to you, TNT, for getting it right. We're mm-hmm. so proud of you, and we're so proud to cover the show every week. We're not going to go into predictions because we've yeah. already predicted we everything predicted we could predict this entire episode. <laughs> so we want to go ahead and thank you guys for stopping by. Like I said, check us out on iTunes and give us five stars. Tell us how much you love us. Make sure you come back next week. These episodes are only getting better and better. For Dorinda Barker, my lovely co-host, thank you for being here again thank tonight. You. I'm your host, AJ Gibson. Where can we follow you on Twitter, Dorinda? You can follow me at Lula Cherry Films. Our diehards already know that. You guys tweet us all the time, and we love it. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore AJ Gibson. Please check out my website, AJGibson.tv. We'll be back here in AfterBuzz Studios same time next week to cover Dallas Season 2, Episode 11. Are we looking at? Oh, really? Are we're you already, telling me we only have four more episodes? We're already now? there. We're coming down to the end of the season. Oh, this is upsetting. Heartbreaking. We'll see you next week, you guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz y'all later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> <laughs> 